You're listening to the Power of Video podcast, episode number 70. Today, you're going to learn how to launch an online product, whether it's your online course, whether it's one-on-one coaching, group coaching, a book. There is a whole entire process that goes along with it. You know, you got to have the right offer. You got to have the right messaging. You got to have all the right gear to make sure you can sell all this stuff. It is a little overwhelming, I'm not going to lie, but today's guest is going to explain everything in detail, and here we go. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here for another episode. Today, we are joined by a business coach and launch coach all the way from Norway, Ken Westgard. What's going on, man? Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you, man. I know you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this area of expertise, but we're just going to jump right in. For those people who don't know you, who are you and who do you serve? Like you said, my name is Ken Westgar and I'm from Norway. So that's that. Um, I live with my wife and two kids. I have three cats. Uh, (laughs) That doesn't make me a cat person in that sense, uh, because we're more family members than cats. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I do serve uh, online coaches with um, growing and scaling their business with uh, fun, simple money making launches, basically. And for those people who don't know what launching is for businesses, for whether it's a course, group coaching, anything like that, can you give a uh, quick, just brief description on what it is? Sure. Um, I like to compare it with um, like movie premieres. You know, you have big movie premieres and there's a reason why you actually want to go to that movie premiere because there's been so much work done before you actually get to that movie premiere. So obviously that's the whole launch thing with movies is that you know they start early on and start promoting this you know you have like the um, actors start talking about the movie maybe see some behind the scenes stuff and then you know as you get closer there's trailers there's teasers there's posters there's billboards i mean the whole shebang and once you actually get to the premiere you know you have uh, celebrities and you know the red carpet and all that stuff so you know it's it's a big thing and you kind of build up that anticipation for that movie and you know there's a reason why movies do this because it's been working for i don't know probably a century almost now so obviously it's it's a good thing and we can see the same thing in you know uh, with books you know you have a book launch you have a book tour you don't just write a book put it on the shelf and hope somebody, somebody buys it you know so people do that and um same thing is in the uh, uh entrepreneur um industry as well yeah, I wish it were that easy. It's like you create a course or a program and just, hey, I got a course. You guys ready? Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> but unfortunately, a lot of people think that that's the thing to do. You know, you just create something, put it out there and all right, good. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's sell this. And, you know, nothing happens. Yeah. So when, as far as your area of expertise with launching, there's so many other ways to launch. What drew you to this specific form of launching? I think it's just I am a type of person who loves to kind of do a little bit of everything, you know, and a launch do consist of a little bit of everything because, you know, you know, you got to put all the pieces together. It's like a big machine, you know, and then there's a lot of stuff that needs to work together. And uh, I enjoy, you know, the stuff like that has to do with the messaging, the copy, uh, the design of the web page or sales pages um, and just the technical stuff. You need to put it together, make it work. Make it talk to each other. So yeah, pretty much everything. So that's what kind of drew me to it. 
Yeah. And are you, uh, what would you say your specific style of launching is? I know when you're uh, launching for your course group coaching program or one-on-one coaching, there's like the evergreen model, there's a live launch model, there's a video series model. There's so many different models out there. Which one would you say works the best for you? Uh, I mean, to be honest, we all know that they work. I mean, you can do a webinar and it works because it's been proven by all of these experts out there. So I think it really comes down to what you personally feel comfortable with doing and have fun while you're doing it because the energy that you kind of put into the launch is the energy that, you know, your audience is picking up on. So if you're trying to do something that feels really uncomfortable or you're just not enjoying it, you hate it, <laughs> That then, you know, you're going to show off this negative energy towards it and people do pick up on it, mm-hmm. whether you want it or not. So, but we do see that, you know, like this live launch thing is really big. It's really helping people to get to know you and you get to spend a few days with them and really share your knowledge. So obviously that working, but we do see that a lot of people starting to gear towards the evergreen model, which means basically that you have, you don't open and close the doors. You just basically, it's open all the time, but you do like, you can do a live launch in between that as well, just to kind of boost the sales, obviously, but it's always open. People can join whenever they want to. And it's, um, yeah, it's ongoing. And which out of all those different models, because like you said, I know each and each and every one works, you know, our business mentors, Brandon Lacero and James yeah. Wedmore, both, I think, did uh, they competed with video series for a while. Yeah, and obviously yeah. those worked and now they're more so doing live launches. But you see it in these groups and anybody out there, it's like, well, which one is best? So it's like, well, any of them, really. Yeah. Um, do you like personally, like if you had to choose right now, like what I know you're launching your product as well, which model are you going with? I'm going with the evergreen model and doing a live launch a couple of times a year, maybe four times a year, depending on how well it goes. Mm-hmm. And, and how would you, or is how much different is live launching to you versus evergreen? Um, uh, I think it's just more of you put a lot more focus on that you're actually pushing out this product instead of, you know, you got you got your funnels and people coming in through different places. So you, you know, maybe the podcast, maybe they sign up for a freebie training, something, uh, which is kind of like an ongoing thing. And then you get them into your email list and you nurture them and then you kind of pitch them. The, um, and that's kind of the evergreen model. Uh, but with the live launch, you kind of just bring the experience to it. You know, you, like I said, you know, the red carpet experience, basically, where you really focus in on helping people in a bigger audience and um, just having fun with it. So if somebody comes to you and they're like, Ken, I'm ready to launch my next online course, like where and they're like, where do we start? Where would you guide them? Definitely. We start with the date. When are you launching? It's really that simple because <laughs> you got to work your way back from that. Because if you don't know when you're launching, then it's hard to kind of know what it is that you need to get done by what time, basically. So start with the end in mind, like always, and figure out what date are you going to launch. And, tr- and I mean, I'm going to say try to stick to it because obviously it's not always easy, uh, depending on you know, whether you have a team or not, if the time frame fits with everything. But I mean, at least set a date so you have something to work towards and then you work from your from that point uh, with, um, you know, planning out what kind of launch you want to do, uh, how you're going to sell it, how, what platform are you going to be promoting it on, 
how are you going to build a list, all of that stuff. And uh, as far as like when you do set a date, is there, I guess, what would you say is like an, uh, a time frame? Are we talking like a week, two weeks, a month, three months, like, or, um, or how long is your runway? Uh, I would say it depends on a few things, obviously. Uh, how big of a launch is it? I mean, is it a big product, expensive product? Is it like a $2,000 program? Then it could be a good idea to just have a little long launch launch runway with you know maybe sixty ninety days in between, uh, just so you have time to prepare everything and promote it and have like that runway towards um towards the launch. But if it's a cheaper product, then you can easily do it in a couple of weeks. You can do monthly, weekly. I mean, it really depends on a lot of stuff. But I think the most important thing is that you actually have people warming up to this and um, you know, you, you have to have messaging on point. You need to have a really good offer. And those two things really play into the whole launch itself. I mean, without a good messaging and a great offer, the launch is going to fall flat no matter what. It doesn't really matter because that's like the two main components of like the foundation of the whole launch and your business basically. Yeah, I was just talking, I actually talked to Brandon about this. And for those who are listening, it's like I asked him what, if you were to start over, start an online business all over again, would you start learning more of like the business stuff or the messaging side? Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, just because he teaches messaging, he made it clear that he's like, you know, I know I teach you, but this is what I would do to like build you know, build demand and build a little momentum. So you get super clear on what your, what your brand is. And you, like I said, the messaging behind it. So you can eventually turn it into sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, when you have messaging, you, people understand that you understand them and that you understand the problem that they have and how you can solve it. I mean, it's really about that connection, you know, that that they see that you actually get it. You're not just somebody who just trying to sell something, but you actually, you know, actually what you're talking about. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really important that you really show that you understand them. And it used to be a lot about just, you know, talking about the transformation, you know, we're going to take you from point A to point B and that's going to be great. You know, this is, uh, this is how it is. But now it's more about, okay, I'm going to show you that this is the problem you're experiencing and you're going to describe it and you're going to be real specific about it because they're going to sit there and like, Oh wow. He's, he's in my head. This is, this is me, you know, and that's mm-hmm. where you kind of want them. But a lot of people just thinking and slapping something that get together and it's just copy. It doesn't matter. But messaging is kind of, it's, it's a level deeper, you know, the messaging creates the copy basically. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, what's funny is like, I don't think a lot, I think with a lot of like people just getting started in the business, don't realize how many moving pieces there are. It's like, there's the messaging and it's like, that takes forever to figure out. And then it's like, you're all, we talked about offers and that's what Mm -hmm. we'll talk about real quick, but it's like, how important is your offer? Because it could either be really good or like really bad. If you've got a bad offer, you could throw a hundred grand at of uh, Facebook ads at it, and it still fall flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you still got to have an offer that's irresistible. I like it to call it like the million dollar offer because it should feel like a million dollar offer when you finally figure out what that is. But it's not always like uh, you can't always go at it like a strategic way and just oh, this is how it's going to look. Blah blah blah. 
because it's a lot to do with the um, energy behind it. You know, you got to be able to stand on the rooftops and just scream it out. You know, I'm, I'm so proud of this offer. I'm going to help you. And I know it's going to help you. Uh, I think that's equally important as the offer itself, because I mean, if you, I, I would honestly say that energy kind of trumps both messaging and offer in itself, because if you believe it, then other will believe it too. Mm-hmm. And when it does come uh, to the offer or the offers are part of the launch, do you work with people on their offer as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a part of it. I think when it comes to launching, yes, it's the tactical and strategies and all that stuff, you know, having a date and knowing what to do and that stuff, but you can still do a launch and if your messaging does is not on point or you have a bad offer, like you said, you know, it doesn't really matter how much you plan it out and how well everything is done beforehand because people are not gonna respond to it and they're gonna they're not gonna buy it, basically. It's, it's really <laughs> that simple. So we gotta spend a lot of time on those two things, uh, to make sure that you, you know, get your energy up and get ready for um yeah, getting people bored about the bus. Yeah, but um I mean, it is what it is. But I would say that messaging, yes, it does take time. But at the same time, you just got to let it evolve and change and just accept that it is what it is. And it's not something that you kind of say, oh, there is. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Let's move on. Because it's going to change and you're going to change. As, as You know, you start learning new things and you get things, different perspectives and your mindset and all that stuff which is a whole other thing, by the way, the mindset in a launch. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when it, com- when it comes to mindset in launches, what would you say are a few, like, what do you see any mistakes that course creators and online experts are making? It's hard to say that there are mistakes because, I mean, it's just natural feeling that comes with it. I mean, before you get into launch, you're excited because you got everything figured out. You know, you have messaging, you have an offer, all that stuff, and then you just hit it. And then, you know, days go by and you're not seeing the sales and then start to like get really upset because it's not going the way you hoped it would. So it's it's basically just an emotional roller coaster um, every single day because you're not maybe seeing the things that you hoped you would see and you have these expectations of things. But, you know, it's easy to say that, yeah, just let it go, be detached from the result and all that. But it's harder to do that because, you know, you invested a lot of time and effort into it and you you want to help people, obviously. So it's frustrating when you maybe don't see any sales at all. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to have zero sales in a Mm -hmm. launch, at least in the beginning. And you can even have like a really good launch and then the second launch is going to be worse than the first launch, which is, you would think that would be better, right? Because you... You've done the changes and improved it, but it can't actually just go the opposite way. And why does that, why do you think that happens? Like, cause I'm on my quote unquote eighth launch and I have, right. I am definitely falling forward as we like to say, but it is just, uh, it just, you're right. It is an emotional roller coaster cause you get excited and then it's like overwhelming with all the work and the moving pieces. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you see it in the groups all the time. People are like, it's day two and I've mm-hmm. got nothing. And then it's like, <laughs> cards closing, still nothing. It's like, man, I can't even get people to email me back for my debrief. What's going on? So it, like, that's where it starts. And then it's like, okay, you finally have your home run offer and your million dollar offer that goes well. And then why would you say, do you think it like 
maybe on like the second launch, as you were saying, kind of falls flat a little bit? Uh, a lot of the times people tend to make too many changes. They don't mm. just tweak, you know, minor changes is good. Like one change here, maybe another one, but people tend to kind of just really start over again. Almost not always, but a lot of the times. So they change up a lot of things and then basically you don't know what was working or what didn't work and you're left just wondering what what the heck happened, you know, but it is most likely because you did too many changes at once. You should take small, small steps, small changes, because then you can kind of pinpoint, oh, okay, that didn't work. Okay, cool. Then I won't do that again. So it's easier for you to kind of figure out what is working, what's not working. Uh, you might have an idea after the first launch, but if you start changing all the things that didn't work, then it's going to be a problem with the next launch for sure. And when you say make these like small tweaks, which, uh, which I guess, which small tweaks do you focus on? It's always for me, it's always about messaging and offer. I always go back to that because that's the two main things that really can affect your offer, uh, not the offer, uh, the launch in a big way. So I would take a look at, you know, did you maybe with the offer, maybe you bumped the price like twice as much than the last time, you know, obviously that's going to have an effect and maybe you change something in the offer itself. So you don't know if it was that or it was just a price or maybe also change the messaging in a big way. So you suddenly you're not focusing on the same audience that you used to you change that or maybe you change something in the messaging itself. So, yeah, I would, you know, start slowly and not make too many big changes because then it's going to be hard to figure out what was the cause of it. Yeah. And when it, uh, I know messaging is all its own, <laughs> that's it its own, that, that that's its own beast. But when it comes to offers, I feel like we're, uh, and when P- this kind of goes back to what I was asking earlier about, uh, tweaking offers where, I guess, where do you start with, or what is your process for kind of refining somebody's like, we'll just call it, yeah, we'll call it a uh, like a single or a double offer versus the home run offer where it's uh, like they, they're like missing like one or two like key components. And then it's like you come in, you put those components in there and then it's like, oh man, this is going to sell. Well, an offer basically consists of the promise, like what is the transformation? What is the problem that you're solving? So that is something that you actually have to focus on and really figure out because that is going to speak to the customer. Uh, the second piece is how, the process. How, you know, what is the process for getting them through that transformation or we'll solve that problem? So that could be an online course or membership. Uh, and that doesn't really matter that much. You can do it any way, any way you want to. And then obviously it's a price. And uh, people tend to say that, you know, you should be 10x the value of the price you're, you're putting out there. So let's say it's a thousand dollar product it should be valued at ten thousand it should feel like you're getting ripped off by yourself by the way so (laughs) people ripping you off basically uh but i think the most important thing here to focus on is the promise you know how are you going to solve that problem for them um and what is what does that transformation look like can you talk about uh can you give like an example of one of your clients where i guess where their offer fell just a little bit short and then how you tweaked it to make it where or like ready to launch yeah um i mean we have people in the health industry which is a really popular industry by the way 
Um, and, you know, people tend to talk, they, they know that, you know, in order to get that transformation, they, it's the mindset, a lot of the things that they need to do and all that stuff. But people who want that help is not at that level. They don't understand that, oh, yeah, I just got to, you know, work on my mindset and then things will change because what they want to do is they want to lose weight. And you need to speak to that instead just to kind of hook them in so that you show that you understand that you want to lose weight. Okay, great. Let's get you in on the inside. And then, you know, when you get them on the inside, well, let's talk about how you're, how are you going to do this? And it's start with, you know, the mindset because then they're all on the inside, but you don't really speak to the mindset piece. Instead, you just speak to the thing that they actually want. And that's what you're, you're promising them that you're going to lose weight and they're going to do that no matter what. So but just a matter of how you speak about it. Mm-hmm. And do, before, uh, like when you're creating your launch and your runway and uh, everything like that, um, as far as getting people interested in building demand for your products so you can launch, uh, I know you do use video and you're very good at it. <laughs> um, you, which, <laughs> which, um, I guess, which platform? Because I know a lot of people who are just getting into this, st- They got you got to start somewhere. Is there any specific pl- platform that you use and why? I personally use Instagram the most because I feel like I'm getting engagement there and I can communicate people with them in the DMs and stuff like that. Uh, but I, the most important thing is that you are where your audience is at. So if they're not on Instagram, there's really not a point for you to spend all the time on Instagram. If they're on Facebook, well, then you should go on Facebook and, you know, be there. Uh, but we do see, you know, TikTok is um, is, is big, obviously. Uh, still, I would say still new. Uh, so you're still getting, you know, in front of a lot of people that you normally wouldn't. So that's a great place to test out and try if you can see, get through that. But obviously, I know James talked about this because he got some help on that and, you know, there's a lot of young people on TikTok, obviously, and you got to kind of get through those gatekeepers, which is the 25 year olds, because if you do manage to get through them, then that means that it's going to go viral and then it's going to spread out to the people that you're actually trying to um, meet, obviously. But it's a it's a game. So you have to figure out what a, how to how to get to the 25 year olds, obviously. But yeah, I mean, choose the platform where your audience is, is at. Um, simple as that. So if it's Facebook or it's LinkedIn or Pinterest or, you know, it doesn't matter, but yeah. If you had to start from zero, which platform would you choose and why? <sighs> I'm a little bit torn between Instagram and TikTok. Not sure which one I would choose because TikTok, it's hard to just kind of get the right people in front of or get in front of the right people. Um, but it's easier at the same time than Instagram because it's, you know, it's harder to be found on Instagram. But, you know, I think it's really comes down to consistency, obviously, either way, you know, show up every day and just do something, post something, create something um, that will make it a lot easier. Yeah. And now, and we talk about this all the time. It's like, just start with one and then just kind of branch out. Cause if you try to be everywhere, like Gary V, I feel like that is the fastest way to burn out. And if you don't believe me, Go try it and see what happens. It is, it is exhausting. No, the good thing is, I don't know. I always talk uh, with my students is like posting with purpose. So instead of trying to be everywhere, like make sure there's like a reason. So the thing about TikTok, everyone's like, oh, you got to do TikTok or whatever. But it's like, I like 
TikTok for the like the almost the instant not not gratification but like I feel like people more inclined to interact mm. with you on TikTok and like comment whether it's negative or not <laughs> you know yeah. it's like you're getting a lot of uh, a lot better like comments and things like that. And same thing with like YouTube. I feel like YouTube is super slept on because it is a little bit more complicated. But uh, like I said, I mean, you see it all the time with platforms like in our business groups, like some people make all their money from YouTube. Some other people yeah. do it from TikTok, Instagram. Like you said, it's just consistency and just figure out where your audience lives. But I almost want to say that I feel like with enough consistency, if you just stuck to one of the many out there, I feel like you could still generate enough leads to launch. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. Um, I think what's so nice about TikTok is that it's it's not that bloated yet, you know, it, in the sense of there's not that many things that you can do with it. It's a video and that's it. You know, you post a video, you add some hashtags and you're done. You know, with everything else, there's, well, you can do a carousel, you can do posts, you can do this, you can do that. I mean, it's like, so you kind of overwhelm yourself just by trying to figure out, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? What does the algorithm response to, you know? But with TikTok, it's just create a video, slap on some hashtags, and you're good to go. <laughs> I'm oversimplifying it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I have a, like I said, I love the gear, and I may like making my stuff look all crispy like yours as well. Um, do you think you'll ever go, do you think the market will ever evolve to where people stop using all this like high quote unquote higher end equipment and just use their phones. Hmm, I really hope not. <laughs> it breaks my heart. I don't I know. I mean, I, I like having things to look nice. That's just who I am. I like to have things looking professional and nice. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're moving in that direction where, you know, you can just pick up a phone, do whatever and be silly and, doesn't really matter <laughs> but i don't i still think there's room for you know nice looking videos that actually uses nice equipment and lighting and sound and i mean we all know that it does help you know it is it does make everything a little bit better and yeah yeah and we even when you're gearing up for a launch and you're using video for marketing with whether it's podcasting or just just video marketing in general uh, i see this regardless of what industry health fitness uh podcasting people are always wondering like what gear do you use because if you're sitting here mm -hmm. watching on youtube or you're seeing this in a youtube short or you're seeing it on tiktok you can see that you know, you obviously you've got good lighting, you got, you know, the colors in the back, like it's very aesthetically pleasing. You've got good audio. I know you're probably using a better professional mic and everything like that in an interface, but people are always wondering like, what's the best mic or what's the best camera. But, uh, as far as like people who are just starting out uh, just on a budget, what type of gear would you recommend for content creation, starting with video? Yeah, well, obviously the phone, it works. I mean, it's, it's a good video camera. I mean, it's nothing like it was 10 years ago. I mean, you can shoot really good videos with a phone. Uh, and you don't have to blow off a lot of money on a microphone either, but you can do better than, you know, these, uh, these headphones, obviously. But, I mean, this still is better than nothing, you know. But 
you can spend a what, like less than hundred bucks on a good microphone and still get great sound. And you know, for lighting, it's natural light. You know, you can still use that, or you can create. You can buy like a working lamp and have some um, some kind of sheet in front of it just to kind of soften it a little bit. So there's always these hacks that you can do and still make it look good. But you know, uh, as you start to want to improve uh, or you get into that gear thing, um, you definitely want to you know spend more money on better equipment because it, it is better. Um, but at some point, you know, it's minor differences that you probably not going to even notice. So at some point you can just stop. You don't have to go all yeah. the way. Yeah, no, I found a few budget friendly um, pieces of equipment. I know not Samsung, but mm, Samsung, S-A-M-S-O-N, Samsung uh, Audio-Technica has that. It's like AT2020 handheld. And um, this other brand that was actually in my DMs for a while, and I was like kind of skeptical. Uh, they're called, it looks like Fee Fine, but it's Fine Fine. And I've done a video on my YouTube channel about this. But man, it is, it is budget stuff, but it's like high quality budget stuff. Like the whole like experience, I was at shocked because their like Yeti competitor is mm-hmm. like this solid piece of metal. Like it came in great packaging. I was, I was impressed. Yeah. And you have all these led lights, which are they're small and that are affordable and you can change colors. And then, you know, it's, it, you don't have to have like this professional studio lights anymore. Like you used to, mm-hmm. which took up a lot of space, obviously. Yeah, and with, uh, I always recommend like newer lights. I think they're newer. I got to figure out the correct pronunciation, but because I see a lot of people use um, ring lights and I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, if you don't know ring lights, it's just that harsh, harsh light, especially for women. I'm actually shocked that they use them because it's such a harsh light. And yeah, there's little hacks and stuff around it. But if you can, even though they're a little clunky, they have those newer has like a soft box kit, whether you get two or three and it just makes your skin look really, really good. And all you got to do is set it up to the right and the left and uh, you've got solid lighting, man. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to make my setup like so I don't have to pull out a lot of stuff to get set up. You know, it's just basically put the computer down, turn everything on, and there we are. So it's, you know, tiny LED lamps on each side that hangs on the wall and, you know, just a small uh, portable light behind me with colors and a boom mic with, you know, so you just can put it over mm-hmm. here. Camera's always on the same position and just plug it in. Keep yeah. And before I dump on the uh, ring light too much, if you do have one, get the soft boxes, but don't throw away your ring light because that's what I use behind me mm-hmm. to like give the glow. So keep your ring light, just don't use it on your face. Exactly. <laughs> or, or if you're really on a budget, I see it a lot of the times where the camera's down, looking up your nose, you know, it's just not a great look. But since I teach simplicity, like granted, this is on a newer MacBook Pro, but even my old one still looked pretty good. And as long as you have good lighting, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it goes a long way. And plus, my laptop is sitting on just like a $20 stand. It was on like boxes and stuff because you can <laughs> jerry-rig yeah. anything. But I was like, okay, I need something solid. And then just turning in front of the 
is uh, I know the can the lights coming in from my left side if you're watching this on YouTube but if you just face my desk is way too heavy to move face the window and you've just got great lighting on your face mm-hmm. and you don't have to invest in gear <laughs> well you'd still do somewhat. but yeah somewhat but you just have to keep it more but it's a little bit more budget friendly yeah but I mean don't get hung up on the gear if you're launching that's Mm-hmm. it's not going to make or break your launch, to be honest. You can still launch with uh, less gear than what we guys have. So, yeah. And that's what we were kind of evolving into because uh, I just, like I said, if you're going to use, you know, whether you're – I just want to cover video real quick just so mm-hmm. we cover all our bases because there is soft – there are softwares for launches. Um, but webcam – and just those lot like anything Logitech, I think is good. But I would just say use what you got because I'm telling you, lighting will fix almost just about every camera as long as your lighting is halfway decent. Absolutely, yeah, lighting yeah. is crucial. Yeah, and when you're do when you do launch, if you were going like I guess the webinar way, there's. Yeah, there's Zoom has a webinar thing now. Uh, webinar Jam, Webinar Ninja. Uh, what is the one that James recommends? Uh, it's webinar or something. I can't remember which one it was. No, me neither. There's, there's, there's so many, so yeah. many, which, which one works, I guess, best for you and your launches. Um, uh, I gotta say, I mean, zoom is really, it's so simple to use and you can have a lot of people in there and you know, whether you want to see people or not, uh, it's up to you obviously, but yeah, I do like Zoom. I do. Uh, the only drawback I feel like with Zoom is that you don't really get that quality. If you have like a good camera, like I do, I have 4K cameras. I would wanted to take advantage of that. So I use Riverside, uh, which is a different software. But I mainly use that uh, with the podcast and, um, you know, recording stuff for myself. So I haven't tried that with the webinar yet, but it is possible because you can have an audience. But obviously, I can't see them. So and. That's kind of what I like with Zoom. Like you can actually see all the people, all the faces, that's, you know, in the in the audience. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Zoom, it is. <laughs> Zoom, yeah, <laughs> I remember. And the good thing is, I think with the pandemic and everything that happened, like everybody has Zoom. Everybody's yeah, everybody familiar with it, it. so it's exactly. like it's it's uh, it's pretty easy. But I did see. I know you mentioned Riverside, and Riverside's really good with. Uh, they're known for their podcasting and their video podcasting, remote interview type software. Um, but I I just found out yesterday because I was just like clicking around content that they have webinar software. Is that is that how it works? Uh, I haven't looked into that, so I just know that. When you have like Riverside, you can have, um, so you have the host and you have like an admin or producer, which is just someone in the background. And then you can have guests on and that's a maximum of you and seven more that can all can be on the cameras at the same time. And you're recording all of them. Uh, and then you have audience, which is just people in the background, which you, you can't see them, but you can see them. Like there's so, an X amount of people in the audience. Mm-hmm. So I assume that that's the audience thing is kind of where the webinar aspect comes in because you can share your screen and do everything that you can do with any any software. So, have you used Webinar Jam? No, I have not. I've tried May- Zoom and Crowdcast and Demio. I think at mm-hmm. some point. 
Yeah, I just, uh, man, I st- uh, I shot myself in the foot, man. Uh, Webinar Gym, like, in theory, I feel like works really well because it's, I believe, specifically for marketers, and I think it was created by a marketer. So it's like when you have your offer up and it's time for somebody to buy, it's a really easy, like, click on yeah. thing. The only problem, well, yeah, is that you have to pay for it up front. Like there's no, Hey, I'm going to test it out for a month and let's just see how it goes. So once you're in, you're in it's like, it's when I did it, it was 500 bucks. I'm sure with inflation, it's definitely gone to more. Um, but even with evergreen, I know they have an evergreen model as well. So yeah, man, it can, it can get a little pricey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to start there. Obviously you can start out with Zoom. So. Yeah, Zoom, I think it's what, I mean, Zoom's charging now, like I think my plan's like 15 bucks, I think yeah. to add on webinars is like an extra five or 10 bucks. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, 15 bucks, I remember that at least, and you can have like, what, up to 100 people at Something least. like that. So, yeah, it's affordable. Yeah. Well, man, uh, dude, I could talk about uh, launches all day. Do you got uh, what's uh, what's in your pipeline as far as your launch goes? I know you're you've been working hard on your program. Well, I'm actually planning out the entire 2023 as we speak. So I have like everything lined up. So probably going to launch a few times next year. It's going to start out in early February with a live launch uh, for my offer uh which is a launch support hub basically it's a on-demand launch launch support um so you can get the help that you need when you need it because when people are launching they're stuck in it and they kind of need help right now like oh help me Mm -hmm. things are going sideways here so what do i do what do i change so that's kind of what that's all about um so yeah i'm doing a live launch in february and up until then it's just building up the launch runway and make sure you create the demand and desire for for this offer Awesome, man. And where, uh, where can people find you on, or actually before I, before that, uh, I was going to ask you about, oh crap, it's leaving me. No, I had it and I lost it. If I think about it while we were talking about where to find you online, I'll let you know. If not, bah, whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so where can, uh, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. Like I said, uh, at uh, Ken Westgar. That's W E S T G A A R D. So double A. Um, and obviously, just send me a DM on on Instagram. Uh, that's where I hang out the most. Obviously, so best place to find me. And you can listen to my podcast. Obviously, uh, oh my God, I'm launching a podcast, which is really awesome. And maybe we'll have Thomas there as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I did. And of course, I and I'll link everything in uh, in the show notes below or the description below. But I did. I did remember the question. So uh, our one messaging mentor, Brad and Lucero talks about like finding your dharma and mm-hmm. like what you're supposed to be doing out of all the things when it comes to launching or like I think I got ahead of myself there. Kind of like what you start with is not what you end with. What did you start with? And then what did you, did you just kind of like gradually go to launching or what did you, does that make sense? Like I was, I was, uh, I was teaching people when I first started with James in business by design, I was teaching people how to get their dream job on TV. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, it's evolved from that, from, 
YouTube and now it, then it was podcasting and then I niched down to podcast interviews. So I'm just wondering what your, I guess, evolution was. Well, I did start out with uh, web and graphic design. So, and I still love doing that um, every now and then, but it's not so- something I promote or anything like that, but that's an um, area I can help people with, obviously, because I've been through it. And then I ended slightly in the conversation optimization uh, field a little bit, just, you know, working with numbers and just figuring out what can improve on your like sales page and stuff like that. And then I ended up with email marketing. So I've been through that a couple of years, but eventually I landed on launching after that because I started to just kind of do a little list for myself. You know, what do I enjoy doing? What I don't enjoy doing? And then just figure, huh, I'm actually helping people launch. So yeah, oh, well, that's cool. I want to do that. <laughs> and then just, you know, trusting my intuition, guiding me. And, um, you know, yeah, it's it, I'm where I'm at today. And I think a lot of the mindset piece around launching, it's something I really enjoy, you know, coaching people through that because I know it's uh, – yeah, it's a hard thing to go through. I mean, like I say, you know, it's a roller uh, or emotional roller coaster. So, uh, love just helping people through that. And yeah, now I it's evolved into messaging and the offer and the energy and all that stuff. So, it's just continuously evolving. Um, but you know, when you say Dharma and all that stuff, I also, you know, thinking about why I'm doing this as well because I think that's important that you have like this good why. And for me, that is just seeing the journey I've been through and the way I've evolved as a person just by, you know, trying to build a business has led me down, you know, all this personal development path kind of way. And I love to just being able to do that for other people as well and how we can, you know, affect our future generations. So all the things that I've learned, that is something I can help my kids with start dealing with you know fear insecurity inner critic all that stuff and they don't have to go through that like i've been doing it for like the 40 years <laughs> i've been alive on this planet but they can get started you know at the age of 10 and by the by the time they're 20 you know they're all set up for life and don't have to deal with the crap that i had to deal with so yeah yeah, and no, that's awesome, man. And uh, last question is, uh, if somebody is getting ready to launch and there and there was just like, hey, you can only give like a one solid piece of advice, what would it be? It would be start with the messaging because it is the foundation of everything that you're going to do, everything that you're going to put out in your business. I mean, everything from sales pages, emails, social media posts, scripts for your videos. It's essentially the foundation. So start with that and don't get hung up that it needs to be perfect. It doesn't because it never will be perfect, but just allow it to change and evolve in the same way that you do. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing that I can think of that you actually Start with that because it's going to make your life so much easier when you actually do get into a launch and start talking to people. It's going to help you a lot. Awesome, man. Well, Ken, once again, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we're on crazy time zones. You're all the way in Norway. So this is uh, this is great, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.